Hello, hello, and welcome to Intentional Sounding. This is the Draw Play Podcast. I'm your host, Draw Play Dave Rapocio, and with me, as always, is the worst flex I've ever drafted, Sam Grezzen. Oh, no. I, I can't believe I got I you in that. a keeper league. Why? Yeah. That was a terrible decision. God, oh, what boy. was I thinking? <laughs> Oh, no. You sat on my bench for three years. You didn't mm-hmm. do jack shit. Nope. I, so I just want to tell you right now, thanks for nothing. And then I and then I retired. And I'm still Garbage. somehow, and I'm still somehow, because your league has shitty rules, part of some sort of no trade thing. Mm-hmm. Hooray. Yeah. I mean, not that anyone would trade with me anyway. Mm-hmm. It's just like, hey, can I get like an extra kicker? And Sam? No. Nope. Never. No. Never. Garbage. Well... Week three of preseason has passed, which means all that we have left is scrub week and mm-hmm. actual football. I, I, I want to, before we get there, I want to uh, talk a little bit about the preseason. And the one thing it makes me really excited for, because this is something I've talked about before to you a whole lot. Um, it's become clear that Jimmy Garoppolo is a bad quarterback. Yes. Like I've been saying for years, 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 ever since he had those two good games with the Patriots that launched a what, four, three-year-long career in which he's never played through a full season as a starter? Yep, yep. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is a good quarterback. Mm-mm. I didn't before. For a brief moment, what, like when he came in for the second half of the Niners season and he looked okay yeah i was like oh maybe he won't suck as bad as i thought but then i like looked at his numbers and i looked at those games in a little bit more detail i'm like wait we might have a tebow situation here where he just won some games but that didn't actually mean he's good right yep oh so watching him struggle in the preseason has been enjoyable Mm -hmm. because i i like that the 49ers tethered themselves to him just like nope he's the future He's our guy, this dude who sat behind Tom Brady for four years and hasn't been healthy. That's the thing. It's such a fucking grift, right? It's it's like he he plays, he has a couple of above average games, right? And then he gets hurt. So that's there. There's a a confirm like a statistical bias happening there, where he's able to with a an incredibly small sample size, uh, win games. Not on the strength of his quarterback play, but usually on the strength of like a good run, like a good run game Um, Mm -hmm. and and receivers who can make moves after the catch. Uh, Yeah, I I can't remember really seeing Jimmy Garoppolo like make any beautiful like 30 yard passes ever. No, like I remember seeing his beautiful face. mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, just just total stud muffin, but it does not translate to the field. Mm-hmm. And I mean, honestly, like his good looks are wasted on the field because he's covered in a giant helmet. That, it's true. You know, it's true. Just turn his him... beautiful hair and his his gorgeous chin and most of his face. Why don't they make just a waste? He should just he should be an actor, man. They should finally. I've been saying this for years too. They should finally make Friday Night Lights two, two Friday two lights and. Then two Fridays <laughs> and and Friday have... night lights the <clears throat> two touchdowns. Yes, <laughs> Friday night lights Tokyo Drift, mm-hmm. and and just Jimmy Garoppolo could star in it, and then he'd be able to be a, a 
like an actor that can actually play football believably first of all second of all he'd be very pretty and he wouldn't always have his face covered so uh when are teams gonna figure out that taking a player or a coach from new england isn't going to turn them into new england see i i think they're like learning at some now point, they, they they have to realize that like the secret of new england is Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, and you can't take those two away. Uh-huh, yeah. Those two are what make it work. It's mm-hmm. Belichick's horror, horrific meat grinder system where you are not a human being on the team. You are you are a piece, and then Tom Brady. And right. That's, that's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't work. You can't, you can't really impart that onto other people, and... That's that's why I'm very excited to watch the Lions crash and burn with Matt Patricia because I was like, why are they excited to hire this guy? He's just another Belichick disciple. He's gonna suck. Right, right. That's I I think people are starting maybe on on the player side. I think people are starting to learn this now. At, at the very least, they're like looking at numbers. You know, mm-hmm. although although maybe like maybe that's because we haven't seen like Tom Brady hasn't been out of action. Right. So I'm, I'm wondering if it's the thing, if it's a thing where this is skewed more towards quarterbacks and assistant coaches, because, because of that bullshit, like racially tinged leadership metric. Right. If you want to, if you want to like steal some of the apples shine, uh, for yourself, like you want, a quarterback in a Belichick system or an assistant coach in a, in a Belichick system. And I mean, it's bull. It is bullshit. Cause it's, it's Belichick and Brady. And I, I think it's mostly Belichick, or at least I think Belichick believes it's mostly Belichick. Cause the way he refers <laughs> to Tom Brady, it's like, you know, my, my thing is, is that both of them are going to have a rude awakening. If one retires before the other, right? Ooh, Yeah. I, I think that yeah. both of them think that they're the glue that holds this team together. Uh, when when in reality, it's much more of a group effort. Um, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I don't think it works without without both of them. And I also think that Gronk is a lot bigger part of that puzzle uh, than than he was given credit for. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he was an amazing tight end, right? And and mm-hmm. Uh, like a generational talent in his own right but i think i think that he was key to that to that like belichick scheme um and i'm gonna be interested to see what happens without that kind of i don't know that kind of safety valve right where where you can trust the matchup almost always to be there and on run plays he can block like you know a lineman so i don't know it's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting. Mm-hmm. I say that a lot, but it probably won't. Mm-hmm. It's never gonna be interesting. You know what That's else true. happened it's very today? True. I don't know if you saw this because I I just saw it this morning. You know what else isn't interesting? Apparently, Hugh Jackson. Uh, Hugh Jackson. Oh God! Says, I just saw that quote. Yeah. Hugh Jackson says, says he, dumb thing. Hugh Jackson said he suffered from depression. Oh, I didn't harshly. see. Wait, I didn't see that one. Oh, well, okay. 
No, I saw I saw the other. Well, quote. now you sound like a huge dick. Yeah, I know. I saw the other quote where he was where he was like, you, "You're not going to be good at anything if you don't pour yourself into it." I didn't see the depression thing. No, I. I God damn it. Well, okay. <laughs> wow, Sam. Wow. Yeah. Oh Just, no. Wow. Hugh Jackson reveals he battled depression and says he failed tremendously. So that's interesting. Um, I just saw the quote. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know. I hearing that. Holy shit. It it makes sense. Right. I don't like, man. Oh boy. So like, here's, here's the thingy. Uh, Depression's, is hard mm-hmm. and i if you're suffering from depression you, you should get yourself help and obviously i know hugh jackson lost like some family members while he was a tenure with the browns um you can have all the empathy in the world for him as a person yeah he was still a bad football coach that that does not mean he's a bad foot and that's like just skimming this article right now like there's the 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 real tragedy here, right? Is that a lot of his like self image problems and stuff come come from the fact that he defines himself first and foremost as a football coach, and he's bad at it. So like, yeah, come on. I mean, just find find something else that you're good at. You know, just I can't be. It can't be that hard. It can't be right. It cannot be that hard, Hugh Jackson, to find something else that you're good at that you can you know pour yourself into and yeah and you know you know he's he's had such a track record during his browse tenure of just his attitude his the way he goes about things the way he throws people under the bus the way he yeah it's like it i feel bad saying this but there's a part of me that is wondering if he's not using this to get back in the news. Oh man. Well, so so I I don't think that's true. I so what I would say is that if you if you like if we're going to take him at his word and say he really does suffer from like not not just from being depressed and sad about losing, but ha- like literally suffers from clinical depression. Uh, because I mean, there's a difference, and it's an important one. If we're going to take him at his yeah. word that he he suffers from clinical depression, um, then it does it does make sense that he would blame, or at least try to blame his failures on the people around him. If his if his worldview is centered around the fact that he is a good football coach, and why isn't he winning? If he's a good football coach, the problem can't be with him, you know? Yeah. Hmm. It's tough. Hugh Jackson is currently unemployed, Uh which currently unemployed, but being but being paid, uh, still being paid by the Browns. I wish I could be unemployed and be paid by the Browns. That would right. That would fucking rule. Like, Uh, like if I'm gonna be depressed, can I at least be depressed on a pile of money? Yeah, there you go. Jeez, jeez, I. (laughs) That's another. That's another. Pretend I inserted that Woody Harrelson crying gif mm-hmm. where he, he wipes his face with like a bunch of dollar bills <laughs> so good oh boy very good <clears throat> that's hugh jackson news um antonio brown has 
finally apparently conceded and is playing with a with a helmet that is approved now. Yeah. So that kind of all ended with a fart. In in true though intentional sounding fashion, like after we were like last week that it wasn't as big of a deal, like news broke on Monday that actually it was a really big deal. And he was still sitting out and isn't going to play. And there's all this drama. But now, so now that we're reporting on it again. Oh, oh, sorry. I just saw a news story that I'm going to bring up as soon as you're done. Yeah, I was just going to say now, now, like we are now, now that we're reporting on it, Antonio Brown's going to like, I don't know. He's, he's, he's going to request a release or something, of course. So, um. I don't know if you saw this. It's close to the top of our NFL right now. Okay. But apparently, via the score, which is just the first link I clicked on, um, Alabama head coach Nick Saban told reporters that former player Ray Rice is in town to speak with his team. Oh, boy. About how to treat the opposite sex. He's... Coming there to talk about how to treat women properly. Oh boy, there, there's a, there's a big um, there's a big question mark there. Yeah, there, there's, there's a real big um, um, white guy blinking gif. Yeah, right yeah, now. right, right. The so so the the argument like I just clicked through and read the article and the argument that they're making. Is that Ray Rice after uh, after you know being caught punching women in an elevator uh, has been an outspoken um, like an outspoken advocate uh, for like against domestic abuse and and all that mm-hmm. and all that's great like all that's all that is like fine good job yeah. you don't get to be in the public eye anymore you don't get to do you don't get to make this like. Like, and, and no, not that, like, like I'm glad he's he probably learned his lesson. Like, but he, we don't know that. I, I haven't. Not... We don't know that. But from an outsider optics perspective, he certainly seems like he's gotten better. Especially if he's been going around talking about it, and uh-huh. there haven't been any other reports of him being a shithead. He's also been quiet. He but, also has been quiet. Like that's that I haven't yeah. heard anything about him in the news. Trying to be like, look at me. Look at how apologetic I am. Uh, His public life should be over. Exactly. Yeah. He became the poster boy for everything wrong with the NFL's domestic violence issue. Mm -hmm. And so bringing him in to talk about how to treat the opposite sex when most people, their image of Ray Rice is the elevator punch. Right. That's that's what that's Ray Rice's legacy. As, yeah. as a person and maybe one day far in the future he can rehabilitate that but not yet not pu- not I, I see i disagree i don't think you can rehabilitate that publicly maybe privately like among his friends and loved ones they like you know people that actually know him but that's that's my thing is you don't get to you don't get to rehabilitate your image that way there will still be people who think of you that way and i there is a an insane like the the level of backwards thinking that would cause someone to be like we need to talk to these kids about domestic violence and and you know how to treat how to treat 
you know, women and mm-hmm. and whatever, you know, who are we going to get? Oh, who would be better than someone who had this public fall from grace because he punched a woman and then learned from it? Like the kinds of backwards thinking that you have to do to like to think first, this is your first choice. Instead of yeah. like some expert, like an expert on on domestic abuse, uh, like it, to to find someone who is this, yeah, literally a poster child for domestic abuse and those issues in the NFL, and and bring them in as a role model, right? Instead of bringing it's, in someone who actually is a role uh, model. Yeah, don't don't bring in the person who failed and is now basically only doing this because he failed. Right, right. Who hasn't fucked up in the first place and uses these other people to show you as an example of how it can ruin your life. It's just so that fucking kind of backwards. It is. Like, this is, it's like, oh, my my pregnant wife, she has to, she's going to, we're going to a class about what to uh-huh. expect when you're expecting. It's hosted by Tyreek Hill. Yeah, yeah, right? Come on. And somehow, somehow, like, continuing the, continuing uh, what has been a, a, lo- a long-standing tradition in, um, in, in Ray Rice's, like, history, uh, when he has done awful things, somehow Alabama comes out of this looking worse than Ray Rice does currently, Right. Like, it's kind it, of it, astounding how many people connected to the Ray Rice came out of that lo- somehow looking worse than Ray Rice. Like the NFL managed to do it, yeah. right after it happened. Like yeah, after the video this horrific of Ray act. Rice, yeah, cold cocking his fiance in the elevator, and at the end of that scandal, the NFL somehow looked worse. Right. Like it's right. astounding. Yeah, because that, that well, because it's like amazing. right, because it's like you you by by doing this, you you not you're you are propagating that violence, right? Like mm-hmm. what what they have had done made it safer for more folks to commit that type of violence, right? So yeah. So again, like yeah, Ray Rice can Ray Rice should not be, in my opinion, in the public eye. He has lost that right. He he will publicly be forever associated with horrific acts of domestic violence. Um, but in 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 the way they handled the case, and now Alabama, in the way that they're doing this, they're both positioning themselves as. You know, not not perpetrators of domestic violence, but at the very least, supporters of people who do domestic violence, right? Yep. So it's just so completely fucked. Wow, it's pretty 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 weird. Mm-hmm. Ugh, that's a that's a bad look. Hey, come to my TED talk. Why you shouldn't se- sext by Brett Favre? Really, Jesus, it's fucking like. How hard it, it it baffles me how hard this is for people, right? Yeah. Like it co- the fucking it costs story. zero dollars not to be this way. Yep. Ask someone like I, you know I think it is I think it literally is because people don't have like 
friends who aren't like old rich white dudes don't have friends who aren't also all old rich white dudes right i i think that like that that's the thing is if anyone if if alabama's staff had any like 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 if any kind of group like any kind of diversity of thought in it someone would have come up to somebody and been like hey this sucks don't do it right you'd think you'd think yeah sam yes i just gotta say despite my best efforts i'm mildly excited about daniel jones i saw that i saw you go off on uh on what the baker mayfield tweet or whatever yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, man. I, I think I'm I'm with you. I think Daniel Jones will be fine. I I still think it was stupid to take him at six. But yeah. I, I that that it, was always my issue is taking him at six. Not that he's not gonna be pretty good. Yeah, we should have taken Josh Allen and then gotten him at like seventeen, maybe pushed our way up a little bit. Yeah. Would have worked, would have been good. But you know, if he turns out, that's gonna be great. You know what the funniest outcome to me would be would be if he, uh daniel jones ends up being a better quarterback than sam darnold josh rosen lamar jackson and josh allen basically oh, everyone who was everyone the giants could have drafted last year and yeah. everyone got on their case for not picking uh-huh. and went for saquon barkley if jones ends up better than all of them it will be hilarious especially yeah, it'll have if been he's a better than darnold here. Yeah, well, that's like, the thing, and I think that's the Darnold most likely. After the Jets fans have gone all in on dishing the Giants' stupid mistake, which at this point I think is still more stupid than not. Yes. But it would be hilarious if they took the best player available instead of the quarterback, and then the Jets were like, ah, thanks, Giants, and then we took Daniel Jones and Sam Darnold bus, and they're like, fuck. I, I, so I, I think that that is very likely. I think that Daniel Jones is is likely to be to be better than Sam Darnold, about the same skill level as Josh Allen, and probably a little bit worse than Lamar Jackson. Um, if you had to, if I had to guess right now, I mean, you know, I've never believed in Sam Darnold, right? You like I, no. I, I do not think he's a good quarterback. I think that he. He is at at his best a Rex Grossman, um, mm-hmm. and you know that's that's fine. Like like that's the thing is like the that that's not he's not a bad quarterback. I, I he's just like not a good first round like overall whatever. He's not a, an earth shattering franchise guy. Yeah, um, and yeah. I don't think I don't think Daniel Jones really is gonna be either but i do think daniel jones is gonna end up being better than sam darnold that's true i hope so Mm -hmm. sam i feel we should move on to our main feature of the week yes yes let's so with uh the season very close underway uh the dress rehearsals more or less done everyone this week is at least if if you're smart yeah i think you waited till this week to hold your fantasy draft yes so we're here to give you fantasy advice mm-hmm. and if you're a longtime listener of the podcast i'm sure you're very excited but our advice is a little different than most people's advice 
we're not here to tell you what players to pick, what what rounds to pick them in, and who to trade for, and who's your sleeper. We're here to tell you how to enjoy your fantasy season respectfully. Yeah, like this is a good human being. This is this is honestly there are all all these like uh, fantasy football podcasts out there that give you advice. There are all these articles. We're we're filling in a niche you here. You don't that, need it. Yeah, we're filling a niche to know here that who is your flex should be no. from us. Yeah, you you already know, right? Like you you mm-hmm. know what you're gonna do, but. And I, I cannot emphasize this enough. No one really cares about your fantasy team. Th- that is rule number one. No one really cares about your fantasy team. Uh, uh, like even that is, This is our first pick here. If you want to talk fantasy, sit back for just a second. Mm-hmm. L- look at the person you're talking to and think to yourself, how relevant is my fantasy team to this person there there and if it's anything but extremely relevant as in they're in the same league as you see shut the fuck up i go even further than that even if someone is in the same league as you <clears throat> unless you are actively talking with them about like your matchups for the, there there are two there are two situations in which it is acceptable to talk about your fantasy fo- to bring up your fantasy football team if someone else has broached the subject i think i think it's generally like safe to talk about in general terms uh but only if you're talking about like close wins or losses right if someone is talking about their fantasy team it is already a conversation you can join in and talk about close wins or losses or where you're at if that is not the case, the only acceptable time to bring up your fantasy football team, if if that subject has not been broached, is if you are directly talking to the person you have a matchup with this week. There is or, no other opportunity. Or just had a matchup with, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're, you're talking to someone you just played over the weekend. Yes, yes, yes. Those are, those are the only times... Uh, where it is acceptable to talk about fantasy football in conversation unless you are discussing league matters like trades. As, as if, like, if you're the commissioner of a league, I could see bringing it up. But again, well, yeah. if a person, if, if you're talking directly to your league and maybe you're, you're trash talking members and friends in your league, in your league, in person... Yeah, in person. This is the this is the this is the key thing. Is is if you're using like your the message thing through like this doesn't apply to that. This is this applies to in person contact. Don't bring it up to someone. It like if someone else is a big fantasy fan and they bring it up, try and steer the conversation away from that because yeah. ultimately all you're doing is talking irrelevant information to each other. Mm-hmm. Like that person brings up just like oh man I I I started Tyler Eifert this week and that was that was a mistake but he's not in your fantasy league it's like why does that matter to you at all yeah why should any of this matter none of it matters no nope. no nothing N- nothing nothing matters the worst thing I see during football season as I've kind of like all my friends and close 
acquaintances at this point know that I do not like fantasy football that much. So sure. they they they're they're respectful and don't bring it up to me. Right. The worst part I get now is online where I'll make a tweet about a player, about its joke, and I'll get like at least two or three replies that are like, oh, why did I start this guy? Oh, Just like, boy. Well, he's doing great for my fantasy team. Who gives a Who shit? Who gives a fuck, dude? Who fucking cares if Tyler Eifert scored you a fucking touchdown? I don't. No one does. No one reading your tweet will. Yeah, this it is this is doesn't this, matter. This is this is another uh, another. This is my uh, first tip, and it's kind of a corollary to what you're talking about. Uh, if you ever want to tweet about fantasy football, don't. Just don't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just don't. Don't. Okay. Unless okay. It- don't unless you're act- actively like some some like. I know Bleacher Report sometimes does, like, open tweet threads where it's, like, start, sit, you know? Like, fine, if you really want to do that. Unless, like, you're someone who gets paid to know fantasy, then you can tweet about fantasy. If you're, like, posting an article you wrote or you're commenting on an explicit fantasy article, contain your fantasy bullshit to where it belongs, mm-hmm. which is in fantasy land. Yes. <laughs> it's true. Don't. Yeah, just don't. Don't. And hey, if you if you, if you you ever want to tweet at, like, professional athletes about how they screwed up your fantasy team, delete your Twitter. <laughs> yes. That, if, those are... If you <laughs> ever feel at all inspired to send a player a tweet, or anyone related to the player, a tweet chastising them for a poor performance on your fantasy team, delete your account and jump off a bridge. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you think they care? I like, why do they, do you think they're, or is it just, or is it just, if they have a bad game, do you think they're excited about it? You think they feel bad that they let you down? No. Fuck off. I'm wondering if it's just a screaming into the void type thing. You know? Probably. Where, it's where, just where people it just who makes are them upset feel better. And they just maybe taking it out on someone else. It's like when I'm wearing my Giants jersey and how people will come up to me in the bar who have Giants players on their team. Oh, yeah. And talk about their – and be like, well, why didn't Dave – I still remember this guy yelling, basically chastising me. Because he drafted David Wilson, and David Wilson got hurt and didn't right. do anything that season. And he's yelling at me like it's my fucking fault. Uh-huh. And I'm just yeah. standing there, and at the end of it, I'm just like, you think I don't want him to do well, too? You think I'm not rooting for him? Mm-hmm. He's an important player on my team. It's important. Shut the fuck up. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I'm not at really? fault for you drafting a guy that you don't know anything about on a team you're not connected to, shut up. Do not bring up fantasy to random people. Just don't. If you don't know a person, don't don't use fantasy as your icebreaker. Use football as an oh icebreaker. Oh my fucking God, yeah. I've, people do that, and it is the most mind-boggling thing in the fucking universe. Like, oh yeah, how's your fantasy team doing? It's like, fucking... 
Yeah, yeah, dude. We had a really good D and D sesh the other day. My, uh, like, we were we were really on the ropes. But then, uh, the bard used Song of Inspiration, and I and I like I rolled a nineteen. But I'm a fighter, so that's that's actually a, a crit. And and it was it was great. Like we were all like this this dude failed two death saves, so like he didn't have to roll a new character, which is great because he just had to roll another one last week. Uh. More, I'm more use interesting. This next time somebody fucking asks me this shit, it's a more interesting oh topic of conversation because at least there, there's a fucking story, right? Yep. Like, <laughs> it means just as much to everyone else as your fucking fantasy team does. Yeah, except in that case, there's a narrative that at the very least might be interesting to someone. You know. I... Other, uh, otherwise it's just numbers right and it's it's it is it's just numbers and they're irrelevant to anyone who's not in your league don't don't <laughs> just don't. don't my god uh, fantasy fucking mm-hmm. football just if it's not explicit fantasy that's 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 my quote now if it's not in fantasy land yep yeah. Keep keep your fantasy Deport football to back fantasy to Fantasyland. Fantasy yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Take your fantasy opinions back to where they belong mm-hmm. in Fantasyland, mm-hmm. where it stays in a nice little bubble, where the rest of us who aren't in your league or don't play fantasy at all don't have to listen to you and try and make conversation on something that is completely and utterly irrelevant. Right. Absolutely. No one cares. There's who so you many other better things to talk about. Pitch. There are. Football is very interesting. Football makes for great conversation. You can have like fun trash talk. You can have like X's and O's talk. You can have like future. Like how do you think? Football is one of the best icebreakers I've ever had. Just right. in general. I've made so many random friends just in like locations just by talking about football, talking about players, connecting on that kind of level. Like almost every person, even people who like trash talk me because they see me a Giants fan, I, I see what team they are and I just try and start a dialogue and yeah. play along and it be, it becomes a genuine conversation instead of trash talk. It's mm-hmm. Football is great for that. Fuck fantasy. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, here's here's the thing, and like I, I, I want to be clear. It's the the problem is the way that you present it, right? The way that you or the okay, the the way that people um, introduce fantasy football into conversations is primarily like it always focuses on the least interesting things about fantasy football, right? The things that are interesting about fantasy football are in order like the way it makes you interact with games that happened so like if you want to bring up fantasy football or if you want to talk about your fantasy team talk about like oh man cam newton had a great game the other day don't mention that he's on your fantasy football team right like it's not that Mm -hmm. hard the the other thing the other thing that would be an interesting conversation that's uh kind of related to fantasy football is if you play daily fantasy and you won some money don't don't introduce oh my god don't well, don't, don't introduce anything. that conversation like 
I won $20 by, like, on this sleeper pickup on fucking Daily Fantasy. Tell your friend, like, hey, I won 20 bucks. You want to grab beers tonight? See how easy that is? And how that doesn't make you sound like an asshole? Mm-hmm. Fantasy, because it's such a an internalized... Um, it's very personal, yeah. Aspect. It's a very personal situation. Like, your fantasy team is an ex- explicitly personal thing, and it's not relevant to everyone else. Like, talking about your team to everyone else yeah, is a little bit more yeah, relevant. That's because shared. their team is interacting with your team, maybe even not directly, but, like, they're in the same league, and it matters in that sense. But your fantasy team is a highly personal, highly specific thing so its relevance outside of that just isn't important. So when you bring it up and you're talking about itself, it basically, it's just you talking about yourself in a way that other people can't really do anything with. Right, That's exactly. the problem. Because like when you talk about your fantasy team to someone, the best they can do is then talk about their fantasy team to you. Yeah, yeah, that is the you best they can do. You can't talk about how your leagues interact. You can't talk about... I mean, obviously, unless you're in the same league and you could trade. But right. If if I got my own fantasy team in my own league and you got your own fantasy team in your own league, all we can do is describe our fantasy team to that person. And all they can do is describe their fantasy team to me. There's no real exchange going on. Right. It's just talking about yourself into, like, a wall. It's It's pointless it's bad conversation the the best conversations i have ever had with folks who i know play fantasy football and who are like friends with me and i and i care about are conversations where i ask it's it's like three lines it's like hey how's your fantasy team doing um and then they're like oh you know so and so got injured whatever it's then you know you get a two-sentence thing about how their team's doing and then you give the two-sentence thing about how your team's doing that is the that is the most acceptable and that's the most you can get out of that's it. yeah that's the most you can like, get out of it's it like, and it's how like how are you doing that's is it. your team doing good is your team doing bad yes no okay we're done cool yeah done done and that's fine like that's fine that is an acceptable in my opinion conversation to have as long as it stays that way Right, as long as it is no more than like two sentences on each side before hopping over to another topic. Mm. You don't know? care who from your bench you decided to sit. Mm-hmm. We don't care. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit who's on your fucking bench. I don't give a shit who you picked up. I don't care. And I don't want anyone to be that person who's like when there's a TV control and they're just like, oh, all right, what game – my, we flip it too, and they ask, oh, can you flip it to this game? I got this guy on my fantasy team, and I want to see how he's doing. Right. No. No. I do not want to watch a shit football game where the Steelers are, like, beating up the Bengals 36-7 to because you got Juju on your team, and you want to see how he's doing when we got another game over here, like KC Broncos, which is, like, 14-17, to coming down to, like, the last drive. That's... That's the football game I want to watch. I don't want to watch the blowout because you got your fantasy team riding on one guy yeah. in the blowout when there's an actual good football game on somewhere else. That is so obnoxious. Mm. Oh, boy. 
fantasy has really warped the way a lot of people watch this. So, and that, well, that is, I, maybe we can do a little back and forth on that. But, but as someone who didn't really grow up with any, um, real, like, attachment to, to any team, you know? I mean, I, I'll, I'll root for the Bears, I'll root for the Falcons, and then I have other teams that I, I root for just because I like watching them play. Uh, fantasy has really helped me enjoy the sport more. I can, I can. It's a good gateway drug. That's that's, sure. that's the thing, and and that and that has like got me to like understand more about the game and and you know in, enjoy watching sports uh, or watching games divorced from the whole fantasy aspect. It's a very great, good but... way to get invested in a game that you otherwise wouldn't be invested in. Right. Of course. Right. Um, but th- then again, you, you got the same thing. Like if you watch Red Zone, which again, I will maintain is, is the ideal way to, you know, spend a Sunday in football is just watching the Red Zone channel. Unless you have a game you're, sp- you're particularly interested in. Um, I, 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 I don't know. I, I get that, that fantasy football has really changed the landscape of football fandom and and not like not for the better but in terms of in terms of the way that it has changed the way at least that that captain i guess that's where we get it gets dicey right is is that there's there it's different when you are in a a league where you don't pay to play and it's only one league and it's you and a bunch of your your buddies versus that guy you know who's in seven leagues and there's a $200 pay-in for each of them, right? Like, that's different. Yeah. And, and, and that causes you... That that becomes joyless, right? Ugh. That, that, then you're not really watching it for the fun. Uh-huh. You're, you're, you're watching it for just... Because you're betting on it. And it's right. just stressful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are the people who are the worst about talking about their fantasy teams yeah well yeah because they care harassing people those are the people who harass people on twitter online send like death threats to players girlfriends because the player didn't do well it's the people who bet in on these players and then get upset because they're losing a chance at money like again it's not their fucking fault. It's it's okay? hey hey, it's your fault. It's like, your fantasy fault. Is it, I I think I said this last year, but I'm really curious. I want to go through one day and just ask, like, if it was possible to just go to like every fantasy expert, like every site's fantasy experts who get like paid to talk about fantasy and give fantasy advice. I want to see how they do in their leagues. Because mm-hmm. these are the people who should theoretically be winning everything, right? Sometimes they, they I, show... I know ESPN, I think, and Sports Illustrated both had a public, like, um, fantasy, uh, like, like fantasy leagues that you could you could follow up on. But it's not usually the fantasy experts. It's usually the talking heads. And they all... Hey, hey, spoiler alert. If you haven't looked at them... Like, there was an NFL Monday Countdown League, um, or NFL Countdown League, and you, if you have a fantasy football team, 
you could be you you would fucking wipe the floor with that entire league. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't seen one for that, the experts. Yeah, yeah. For fantasy is so randomly generated that it's really fantasy advice kind of sounds like crap most of the time because it really comes down to who got lucky and drafted the breakout players that season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't know who they're going to be. You just got to hope that your player, your like two or three key players don't get injured. You got like somebody yeah. in the later rounds who's having a breakout season and the main workhorse that you picked is having a stunning season. Like I know uh, my uncle won the fantasy league the year that uh, Drew Brees like set the passing record because he drafted Drew Brees. Like that was the reason he won because he drafted the right guy yeah. by chance. Right. So it's, it's not really about like the interseason maneuvering. It's basically, did you get lucky right off the bat? And that'll, that shit'll carry you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and the people who can actually do all the like maneuvering and planning and really, really win consistently. Those are the, the hyper nerd gamblers who have spreadsheets who are playing daily fantasy and winning. Like those are, those are the real fantasy experts the ones who go so above and beyond to like calculate the odds of like weather and how that might affect things those are the people who are actually getting the most out of like fantasy advice or could probably give the fantasy advice joe from roto world he's gonna be just as good at fantasy as you or me yeah right in the end Mm -hmm. if he drafts the wrong players he could end up the worst in the league and like that's just it can just happen. So, fuck. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Don't talk to me about your fantasy team. I think my my last my last little nugget of advice here is is directed toward the daily fantasy uh, crowd, um, and it's just know, know that know that you get better odds playing blackjack. Okay. If, if you're going to put some money down on it just to, to be invested, like if you're going to put a fiver down to be invested and kind of trick your brain, that's cool. Like I'm down with that, right? Like that, that can be exciting as long as it's, you know, something you can afford. But if you're playing, if you're playing daily fantasy to make money, know that you get better odds playing blackjack. Yeah. One thing I do, one gambling game I do enjoy hearing other people talk about that I will say mm-hmm. is Eliminator. Eliminator is fun yeah. because when someone says who they picked an Eliminator that week, suddenly I'm invested in watching them fail. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. That's that's hilarious. Yeah. When you see someone who's, I'm like, I picked the Dolphins in Eliminator this week. I thought for sure they were going to beat the Bills, and the Bills are up by 20 points in the third quarter, and and you're just seeing them sweat. That shit's great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's a little bit more relevant to fantasy than fantasy. Like, just fantasy keep it with your fantasy friends in your fantasy land if if you just want to bring it up to random people to make conversation don't don't find a different avenue of icebreaker like football itself the actual fucking sport yeah i think we can kind of wrap this up as like our main our main thing for fantasy is don't it's our main (laughs) our main Hot fantasy That'll tip be the for title. 2019. Fantasy football. Don't. Don't. <laughs> oh boy. No. Have all the uh, have all the fantasy fun you want. Mm-hmm. To yourself. Yes. Play 
play with yourself. That's the only person who cares about your fantasy team. <laughs> so keep it there. Keep it very circular, internal. That's where it belongs. Not on my tw- fucking Twitter mentions. Yep. Not in real life. Certainly not harassing people. That's our episode for this week. Sam! Yes. How can we follow you in the real world, sir? You can follow me at Sam Grezes, S-A-M-G-R-E-S-Z-E-S, on Twitter and on Twitch and Instagram at Robots Fighting Dinosaurs. Dave? I'm Droplay Dave. You can find me on Twitter at Droplay Dave, on Facebook at the Droplay Comic, on Instagram at Droplay Dave, and of course on thedroplay.com. Thank you for listening, and remember, no one gives a shit about your fantasy team. See you next week. Hey, Mike, what are you doing? I was just thinking about this idea for a Hook sequel with way more alcoholism and PTSD. Hey, what if we made a sequel to Space Jam, where instead of Michael Jordan playing basketball, they play Quidditch and it's with Daniel Radcliffe? What about a Bug's Life 2, but it's a heist? Or a sequel to Good Burger, where Kel is an heir to an inheritance, and he has a long-lost twin who is also played by Kel Mitchell. Also, Groundhog's Day, what if- Hold on, Madison. Why don't we put these pitches for movies that never got sequels or prequels on our podcast, The Equalizers? Oh, you mean the one we release every Monday on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and all other places podcasts are found? Yeah, that one. Ooh, and maybe sometimes we have some of our writer friends on as well to hear their wild ideas for sequels or prequels. Okay, but can you promise me no sequels with body horror, communist themes, or talk about John C. Riley's penis? I can't, and I won't. Great. Well, my Monday morning just got pretty fucking weird. All of ours have, Madison. All of ours have. Find the Equalizers podcast everywhere podcasts are found, as well on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching The Equalizers. That's E-Q-U-E-L-I-Z-E-R-S, like in sequel. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is- Wait! You can't be Commander Shepard. I'm Commander Shepard. Okay, we're both Commander Shepard, and we're here to tell you about our favorite podcasts on The Citadel. Do you like narrative video games with deeply developed characters? What about exploring complicated moral quandaries, like romancing aliens? Then you should be listening to Reignite. A show where two friends take a 10-year-old video game way too seriously. And sometimes not seriously enough. I'm Commander Shepard. And I'm Commander Shepard. We should go.